Welcome to the Rainier View Christian Church Podcast, where we invite you to pursue God, engage in community, and make a difference. Hey everyone, welcome back here to the Rainier View Podcast. My name is Crystal and I am joined by some incredible friends here today. And we've got some awesome events that are going to be happening this summer, one of which, two of which actually, include summer camps for our students. And if you have ever been to camp, oh, who doesn't love camp? There's, there, there are stories to be had. So many stories. Yes. So I've got Jeff, Erica, and Trevor here on our staff here at Rainier View. And they all found out through just some general conversation that they share some similarities in their stories of how they felt the call to ministry through attending some of the different camps. So we're just going to listen to their stories today. So Jeff and Erica and Trevor, I'm going to start with Trevor, and I want you guys just to kind of go around the room, introduce yourself and all that jazz, and then tell your story. Yeah, uh, I am Trevor. This is my voice. You're hearing it. Uh, So I have been a part of camps basically since I was born. Like, similar if you heard me preach a while ago, like I've been going to church since I was born, similar with camps. My mom was actually highly involved in camps and was like the craft lady. Yes. Everyone knows the craft lady. So are you, are you a crafty person I am now? terrible at crafts. That did not, yeah. Do not buy Trevor. It did not get passed down. So, so cross off the cricket for your, like, Christmas. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I think we all have creative, you know, attributes to us. Mine was more on the musical side. Yeah. But, like, if you have me, like, build a birdhouse, it's not going to happen or whatever we did back then with the popsicle sticks and all that. So I've been going to camp, like, basically every summer for forever. And, yeah, uh, later when I was in uh, high school, some of you know this part of my story, uh, but my mom passed away my freshman year of high school. And so that was a very, like, defining moment of, man, is, the faith, is my faith real? Is my faith my family's faith? What does that mean for me? And so I went through just a lot of prayer. And luckily, I had really good support within the church. Like one of my best friends, his dad was the pastor of our church. And so had a lot of good, healthy relationships and discussions there. But um, it's kind of that summer between your junior and senior year. Like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? Because I'm graduating soon, and I got to figure some things out. Um, (laughs) And it was at, at camp, and it was just in a worship moment, actually, where I just felt like, God speak to me in that moment. Like, I understand. I see the trauma that you've been through. I understand your hurt. You obviously understand your hurt. And I want you to use that to leverage that to be able to reach my children for me um, and connect them to me because I just had this intense moment, obviously, from freshman year to sophomore year. Just kind of wrestling with faith, wrestling what my belief was. Mm. How does like death and cancer and sickness and all this exist when we have a good God? And through that, I think it kind of built to that moment. And so when I felt that revealed to me, I wrote it in the cover of my Bible, like I'm to reach God's children. And I still have that Bible, which is cool to look cool. back at to this day. But in in my like thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm going to reach children, so I should go into children's ministry because that's what I kind of felt God leading me to. And then later I realized, yeah, we're all God's children, so I I could do other (laughs) things in ministry as well. Regardless of age. Regardless of age. (laughs) Misinterpreted that that little sign. Um, (laughs) But specifically I felt like, yeah, God was, uh, yeah, just moving in in my story in particular and how to leverage it for kingdom work and be able to support others. So that's uh, that's, kind of my camp story. In a nutshell. 
Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah for sure. It. That's that's good. That's good. Really quick though, before we move on to Erica, like okay, like one crazy thing that happened at camp. You know, crazy things happen at camp. So I want to I want to hear those things too. You can you can make it like a minute long if you want to. Oh, crazy thing that I can share on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We're all, um, we're all human here. We're all human. Let's let's tell the good stories first, and maybe we can we can cap with that. <laughs> okay, okay. And give me some okay. time to process that the ones that I'm good. able to share. That sounds good. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, Erica, introduce yourself and tell us about your camp stories. Yeah, so I'm Erica, and I am our Graham Student Ministry Pastor, and I'm one of our teaching pastors on staff. And um, I, I can't remember if I've talked about this on here. Uh, I spent a lot of my life being like, I'm going to be a superstar. Like, I want to, I want to like be on Broadway or I want to be in movies or whatever. Yes. But you can't put that on um, uh, like paperwork in school when it's like, what career track are you pursuing? Oh, yes, you can. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't be taken seriously. And so I put teacher. And then, and then really like my love and my idea for teaching um, grew. And so I was like, okay, I think I'm going to go to school to be a teacher. Um, and then my junior year of high school, I was like, I don't want to be a teacher anymore, but I don't know what else I want to do. And it caused a lot of panic. Um, and my mom and I were sitting and we were talking one day and, um, we were going through the college board website. Um, and they're, and just, they just list all of these different things you could do. And, and, and ministry was on there and I kind of like paused but didn't say anything and she's like maybe and I was like maybe but I have I have no idea I have no idea and at that point in time um, I was serving I was a high schooler serving in middle school ministry um, and was given lots of opportunities to lead and things like that um, but just kind of sat on this like my mom and I were the only two people in the world that knew that I was even maybe pondering this but wasn't really sure and then we went to camp and uh, we were going to the CIY Move conference at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And I sat down next to um, the youth pastor at that point in time. And and uh, it started first. I made a terrible joke, and I was full of regret after that. So <laughs> um, the rule at camp was you could only be on your phone if you were texting your parents. And so I sat down next to him, and I was like, are you texting your parents? He's like, both my parents are dead, Erica. And I was oh. like, oh, I forgot. Like, I just did it. And I was like, mortified. <laughs> and then, um, and so then we were talking, and I had been given the opportunity to preach towards the end of the school year. And I said, I really loved being able to do that and would love to be able to do that again in the upcoming year. And he's like, yeah, that's great. We started talking about some stuff, and, and he said, Erica, I know that you want to be a teacher, but I really mm. see the call to ministry in mm. you. And he's like, whether that's you serving in a high capacity somewhere, um, being a pastor yourself, um, marrying a pastor. He's like, I don't know what it is, but I see this in you. And I was mm. like, you have, you, have no, you have no idea how much this is lining up with these other conversations that I'm having. Um, and then uh, and then I, I pr- like I prayed on it and I sat on this idea all week and was mm. like, I, this is it. Like, oh my goodness, this is it. And I talked, you know, like my best friend was there with me. Her and I were sharing a room. I talked with my leaders. Um, and and yeah, so that was in that chunk of time. And, and even making a terrible joke to him, he still was like, <laughs> you, you could still be in ministry. So. That was his, his grace. Awesome. like <laughs> Yeah, just grace on grace on grace. And so, but then at the end of the week, it's like, 
stand up if you feel called to ministry. Yeah. And I, and I stood there in this room full of other people. And That's so it good. was really, really beautiful. So, so I still had no idea what it meant. There was a lot of unfolding to still happen with that. I feel like that's just, that, that's still a thing. Like, even with your, yeah, I'm in ministry for as long as ever, where you're like, I still sometimes don't We're know. Still it out. Oh, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still, but I mean, even at that point in time, I was like, yeah. I mean, I had never seen, um, a woman be a pastor outside yeah. of a children's pastor. And I knew I didn't want to be a children's yeah. pastor. And so I was like, uh, can I even do it? So there was a, there was a lot of conversation around that. Yeah. But yeah. That summer between junior and senior year, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting call too. Like where you said, like, I wasn't sure what it looked like to be like a woman pastor, you know, kind of yeah. situation outside of that. So I think it's good in a sense of just to whoever's listening. It's like if ministry is something that is feeling on your heart or a call or things like that is to just understand that, like Erica said, it's okay if you don't understand all the bills. Like, there is really no manual to this sometimes. Oh, there's <laughs> zero, actually, we've yeah. all discovered. Yeah, exactly. in a lot, of, a lot of ways with our relationship with God, right? Like, God would just show us the next step, mm-hmm. and then we're faithful in that step. Yeah. And then we see the next step, and then faithful <laughs> in that step. Yeah. And so very rarely or never do we see, like, the picture of what the ending's going to be. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I just thought that was really good to kind of point that out quick before we continue on to Jeff. And Thank we you. will... We will hold until afterwards. Just think of a crazy camp story. Oh, I have so many. But okay. <laughs> Mull it over in your head. Pick a good one while Jeff over here. Jeff, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about your story of camp and all that good stuff. So, Wow. How's it? Break all the things. So. <laughs> Jeff's just tearing apart the podcast room, yeah. so we're going to give him a minute. No, 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 um, yeah, so I did not grow up um, going to church, so yeah, um, faith wasn't really something on my radar uh, until kind of freshman year of high school. Just some of my friends that I hang at, hung out with at lunchtime kept inviting me to their youth group, and so for months mm-hmm. I would create excuses, and I was just zero percent interested, and so um, yeah, obviously one day I finally took them up on their offer, you know, um, just really felt like, oh, this is, this is you know, kind of a cool place to hang out with my friends. And so I just decided to keep coming back. Uh, and so, yeah, that's where kind of I came to faith through that youth group experience. And then, yeah, our um, our high school ministry, the group I was part of, had a really, um, you know, one of the highlights of the year was the summer camp experience. Uh, and so they, um, they, for years and years and years, um, would work with a, a, you know, a bunch of other churches. And we go to Thousand Pines uh, Christian Conference Center up in the San Bernardino, uh, San Bernardino Mountains in Southern California. And so, um, yeah, I had, again, I was like, just like church wasn't, wasn't on the radar. I was like, what is camp? Like, I'm not interested in Boy Scouts. So, uh, but like, I like outdoors stuff. Like, you know, so sure, I'll go. So just again, no real, right. you know, understanding of what this was other than like all my friends were super stoked about it. So much fun. You got to go. You got to go. Um, so I think sophomore year was the first year that I that I had attended. Mm. Uh, and so I think just I love everything about camp. Like so good. I mm. love like when I when I'm hiking in the summer and there's that hot pine tree smell, yeah. like that transports me right back to <laughs> Thousand Pines, right? And so it's just uh, you know, I love everything from just, you know, all the sessions, all the games, all the, the free time options, the hanging out, the late nights, the, you know, uh, yeah, bad food, uh, you know, just every. Oh, our camp food was the best. Okay. Like it, 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 it like varied year to year. Um, but yeah, when I first started going, it was, yeah, 
<laughs> it was food. It was, uh, it was edible. Maybe. So, it sustained us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sophomore, uh, I mean, um, kind of year between junior year and senior year, um, I actually like I had a pretty set plan. Like mm. I was going to go, uh, you know, to some school and study yeah. business and, um, you know, like you just do something and make money. And uh, so it kind of had, you know, I didn't know what that would look like, but I had a fairly clear sense of what I wanted to do. Uh, and so it was a very like out of the blue one session. Um, you know, so, so if you don't know at camp, right, there's these, they're kind of like church services on steroids mm. for teenagers. <laughs> yeah. mm. uh, so just one evening, there's there's a lot of extended worship time. The decibels are cranked. Yes. Right, yeah. Like <laughs> yes. the, the Everything's so- dark, the lights yeah, are going. The, like. <laughs> the songs are, are longer. And I don't even remember what session it was in, but there was just like a palpable, I knew I needed to like give my life to like, helping build the church and helping in essence like continue to create and give back to something that had like had mm, had so much impact yeah, on me impact on you, yeah. so i just yeah there was a session where it was one of those like yeah similar like okay i feel god leading me to do this and then i would just talk to my leaders and be like i have no idea what this means like what does like ministry mean uh and so fortunately again i had lots of different people help you know point out like well hey here's some you know, here's some options, here's some next steps. You should, you know, uh, check out these couple of schools. And mm-hmm. so, um, but yeah, it was just, it was in one of those, you know, uh, evening sessions and during an extended worship time. And I'm, you know, I'm sure there was some sort of like similar, like, you know, hey, some of you should consider right now, maybe God's calling you to ministry kind of thing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it was, it was kind of one of those road to Damascus type moments. <laughs> like, I mean, I wasn't blinded. I didn't hear an audible voice, right. <laughs> yeah. but it was still undeniably like this was not something that was I was considering. It was not on the radar, and it was just like boom, you yeah, that's like, awesome. need to pursue this. Uh, and so, like a lot of things, <laughs> when, mm. when it comes to faith, it's like I don't understand how this works, but I'm gonna move forward move one forward step at a time towards it. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was there was a little bit of of yeah my uh, yeah my call to ministry, and then. Yeah, the the year following really kind of kind of coming out of that, really sorting through what does that mean, what does that look like, mm-hmm. meeting with different leaders, and then yeah, being led to go to school yeah. for that, and and then yeah, obviously from there. But it was really that genesis of like being being in those sessions, being in the room, mm-hmm. and I think to bring it full circle, like you know, this is like one of the ways that we want to invest in the lives of young people mm-hmm. um, here at Rainier View, and even like. It, you know, the point isn't to like our stats, like we, we're cranking out the most like kids who go to camp, who go to ministry. <laughs> go to ministry. Yeah, like, no, it, no. It's not the point yeah. like, no. of what we're trying to do. But man, there, there's just something when you get a group of young people away and outside of the normalcy in the routine, and especially after the last few years yes. of living through a global pandemic, yeah. like just being in creation, mm-hmm. being in positive community and having mm-hmm. this focused time where it's just all these other distractions are set aside, it there's just nothing to replicate the setting mm-hmm. of yeah. that experience. And so, yeah, I just think it's just, yeah, neat to hear our different encounters or different ways that yeah. camp has, has worked. And, you know, there, there are things that change over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the methods 
of ministry and what it looks like mm-hmm. definitely you know change from you know from season to season and generation to generation but man there there's something that is still powerful and profound about camps and retreats and how how god can meet us in unique ways yeah. in those settings no that's so good and it's like and it's I hear a lot of times from, you know, parents and things like that are just caregivers in general for, for students and people who are affected in their lives of they're confused of what to do. How do I help my students walk with Jesus? How do I influence to have them have a relationship with God and, you know, things like that. And I feel like, Jeff, you hit on it. And this is something like even in our upcoming online message that we have this week in announcements when I was talking about giving to our camp scholarships that we give here at Rainier View where the last few years have been really rough on our students. They've been impacted largely by the pandemic, by isolation and things like Mm -hmm. that. And there are a lot of concerned parents of how am I going to get my kids back into community? How am I going to get them back engaged in a good influential space? And camp is a huge thing with that. I mean, we heard, you know, Jeff, you talking about how you had no interest in like, I wasn't raised in the faith. I had no idea really what this was all about, but I had some friends that influenced me and look where you are now, Erica, you were like, I don't really know what I want to do, and I, I'm kind of yeah. lost. But like, you had people come alongside you and help you help you with that. And Trevor, like, you had a substantial loss of your mother, you know, and you were going through a lot of grief. But you brought it there, and you were given that healing, and that a little bit, you know, and and that decision. So it's just it's so incredible to hear the different stories of how, you know, camp affected. I don't have like a super cool camp story on that end of things. But like I have a similar thing where I went to camp and I, I would, I did feel a similar call. Now I was one that ran from ministry two times trying to join into it. (laughs) (laughs) And like, jokes, 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 totally. And it's, it is, but it is funny to think back. Like I, you know, had, was going to go to seminary and was going to do all these things and decided to, you know, (laughs) about face out the door. (laughs) Cause I was like, Nope. I don't feel like I'm worthy of this. I'm out. And if I look back on life, like, yeah, like I've done some pretty incredible things, but nothing felt as good and fulfilling as finally like listening to God and going, okay, (laughs) 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 you know, uh, like, you know, 15 years later, I'll finally go into what you had told me originally in that moment of worship time. I, I can think back to like camp and sitting in that worship time and that call and just I can I, it's funny I have the visual in my head I literally can tell you like how many rows back I was from the stage and wow. the lights that were happening and what was going on in those moments yeah. and the conversations we were having around us but and that just kind of I haven't thought about that in a really long time yeah. <laughs> until you know like having some of these conversations so so good I and, before we before yeah. we jump on to the next thing yeah. I also want to say a thing I hear from a lot of parents and I hear from students is like, well, I don't have friends there. So why would I, why would I show up? Why would I do it? Mm. First of all, you're not going to make friends if you don't show up somewhere. But second of all, (laughs) second of all, there's nothing that builds friendships like a shared experience. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, um, in a few moments when we tell like our, our crazy camp stories, like (laughs) I am still best friends with the person I'm like about to tell a story about because we had just this like time in these really unique and special moments with one another. And so if you are wondering how can, how can my kid make friends? Or if you're listening and you're a student and you're like, how can I make friends? Camp is the best way. And this is probably the best year of camp to do it because no one knows anything. Right. No (laughs) one is going to show up and be like, this is exactly what we've always done. No one has done anything. For like three years. Everyone is still learning. Everyone's growing. No one's going to be an expert. So I would say just like be bold, 
come to camp be part of it yeah no that's so good i was gonna i was gonna say like before we get on to crazy camp stories you know i, I definitely i'm gonna keep that hook so people keep keep listening because they want to they want they want to hear this so but much pressure there now. is I'll so much pressure i love it but like even there like if there if there is anything that trevor or jeff like you want to add and erica thank you for adding that like yeah. of like if there was one thing that you could tell parents students you know in general of like why camp is so valuable and so important um, to be able to give to your child or to just, you know, try to attend, what what is that? So, I mean, I'd just echo what Jeff already said about there's something about the intentionality mm-hmm. behind camp mm-hmm. and also the breaking of routines and getting out of the mundane or whatever and getting away uh, just with people that care about you, yeah. people that are praying for you, people that are mentoring you, mm-hmm. and just having fun, like – that's the other side of the camp. It's just <laughs> yeah. you get to have fun together and you yeah. get to play games and be be silly and be be a kid and that's what we want for our students. We want yeah. them because so much of their being a kid has been stolen from them for the last mm. couple of years. Yeah. And so just go have fun but also be in these really good environments to connect with Jesus and connect with other people. That's so mm-hmm. good. So much ping pong, so many memories. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff. So <laughs> Yeah, I I would say if you're listening like think right now of a young person, a teenager, a middle schooler or a high schooler that you can like invite and say, hey, like my church is offering these camp experiences. I think you should go. Mm, yeah. uh, mm. It's so like, I think sometimes we think like, oh, like, you know, we just think of parents sending their kids yeah. and helping it, you know, help them provide a little bit of money to provide scholarships so parents can send their kids. But I would really encourage us to think a little bit more broadly about like, yeah, yeah who who are the teenagers on your block? Who are the yeah. the, the, the grandkids that you have? And, and making that nudge uh, and and that just direct invite, like, and we can we can give you flyers if you need old school paper stuff. Oh we yeah, give we you the got links. it. We, we got it all. <laughs> yeah, but you know the power of an invitation. You never know who might yeah. be like, yeah I, yeah, I think I'd want that, and I think that, you know what. Every parent wants their child to thrive and succeed. And I won't go down the rabbit trail, be happy. Um, that, that, you know, my kids will tell you that is not something they hear from their mom and dad. Uh, we're, we are the killer of dreams sometimes the in the quest to be realistic uh, about I'm gonna about put that your next hopes for the like, future. My, my student's an honor um, student bumper sticker, my right, killer of dreams. Right, so. but, but part of that is, like, because we want them to be able to step into the rest, the remainder of their life, like, knowing, okay, like, I have a, a an actual roadmap and plan. But part of it for us, like, we are always looking at like we don't want our kids like you said Trevor to grow up too fast mm-hmm. it's like yeah, we want them to still retain as much of that uh, childhood not in a like restrictive like oh keep them away from these you know like bad influences kind of ways but like enjoying the moment of i'm still discovering i'm still exploring mm-hmm. i'm i still enjoy um you know play in whatever way that looks like at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, um, and to not rush past that. And I think that, yeah, like camp is this wonderful moment where, you know, I don't, I don't have to be an adult yet. Yeah. And even a lot of, a lot of the weight, like I'm sure, you know, losing your mom, Trevor, all of these weighty adult questions and Mm -hmm. things that you have to process, Mm -hmm. but then to have a place in the midst of all that, to, I'm sure still have goofy kid moments and yeah, like right. you know and right. just that it, 
I, I'm a big fan of the things that are still pure yeah, yeah. in life, right? In our cultures, there's so few pure things, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like going to a baseball game, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not a huge baseball fan. Sorry, uh, Michael Gordon, if you're listening, <laughs> baseball's boring. Uh, like, but I love going I to concur. a ballpark because yeah. you know, like, good food and yeah. and and yeah. it's just like, and so for me, camp is still one of those like things that is still just pure. Yeah. Like, it, it it doesn't need to be like reworked or anything more than it is for it to be this profound powerful thing so i would just say if you're listening think about who is that middle school or high schooler that you you can say hey man you need you need this after the last couple years and like i'm willing to help get you there yeah and Mm -hmm. that would that would put a smile on all of our faces yeah yeah so good so good so good all right, so before we get to crazy camp stories, Erica, if people do want to donate to the camp scholarships, yeah. I, as you as like, I feel like you're like the headliner for this in Thank so you. many good oh ways. Oh my goodness. So like, how can they, how can they give for these camp scholarships? How can we get these kids to camp? Yeah, get our students to camp this year. If you go to uh, rainierview.org uh, slash give, there is a link there to push pay. Mm-hmm. And you can give on there, and you'll want to put in the amount that you want to give. Um, $350 pays for a student to go to camp. Whoop, whoop. Um, and so you can hop online. You can select the amount that you want to give. Click give one time, um, and then drop down to the bottom, and there is um, a, a thing that says, I think it says giving type, and mm-hmm. you want to select camp scholarships. And that will give directly to that. That will go to getting kids to camp. We have already used our entire budget to try and knock the cost off of mm. camp for students. And so this just ensures that as many students as possible can get to camp so thank you in advance for giving Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i was just gonna say thank you if you've got a heart for you know our next generation our students um and just you know these gosh i just i i I, my heart breaks just in just in the last few years of what students have gone through and so um i just think it's great that we have a heart for people that actually want to give it's i've seen so far where we've had we had quite a few people that have stepped up and said i want to get these students to camp and i'm just thank you so much for that incredible, beautiful, and amazing heart. So before we close out here at the RBCC podcast, I, yeah, we need to know crazy camp stories because they're fun. And I, and this is, I'm going to put like a little bit of a disclaimer out there. This is not to like, if Trevor comes up with some wackadoodle, like he just crossed mountains and jumped off a hundred foot cliff. That doesn't mean you have to go do that. (laughs) Um, Trevor's just that invincible and cool. So, um, I don't know. I'm just probably pumping him up way too much. But uh, Trevor, you got to tell us your crazy camp story. Yeah, I'll share one. (laughs) (laughs) Narrow it down. I don't know. I mean, the internet is pretty vast, so this could go a lot of different places. Uh, I really had to like, I'm thinking of like the things like, is the statute of limitations like right, on right, some right, of these right. moments? Like, impl- am I going to implicate okay, somebody? We still want parents to send their kids yes. to camp. Yes. So that, do what you will with that information. That is the lane, but I am putting the, 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 the disclaimer. Like, this is not an encouragement for you to go and like implement any words that come out of these pastors' mouths. So, <laughs> no, I mean, there's tons of like fun and silly games and different food things and stuff that I could share that are, you know, tame, but that's boring. Uh, so I, I said that, yeah, my best friend's dad was a pastor, so we kind of got different treatment. I'll just say that. Uh, so we're able to get away with a little bit more. Um, but a safe story is uh, we snuck out of our cabin one night, which don't do. Don't do it. 
we'll we'll talk about camp rules later. Yeah, you'll (laughs) you'll get sent home here, but uh, apparently not the camp that I went to. Uh, And we grabbed this guy, Eric, last name redacted. Um, (laughs) We wanted to see if we can get his mattress floating on the lake. (laughs) Parent trap style. While he was sleeping. But then we thought if he rolled off, that would probably be bad. (laughs) So the... We were at Camp Miller, Sylvania, which is down outside of, like, Centralia area. And, like, distance from the cabin to the lake is probably three-quarters of a mile. So that was probably the other thing that we weren't going to do. How do you keep him asleep? So he was a heavy sleeper. Uh, so we're like, well, let's not put him on the water because, you know, it could go bad. But let's get him at least close to the shore. And so we got him three-quarters of a mile. Oh, my god! He was still asleep. Whoa. Put the mattress down. I'm worried about him now. Um, he's doing well. He's a Facebook friend. Okay. Eric, if you're listening, you're a cool dude, man. Way to go. <laughs> so that was... Yeah, that's That's, that's a good, that, good that, in the no, lane story. That's great. That's great. Uh, yeah, and he was fine. Everything was fine. Good. So good. It was, you know, it was August, so it was yeah. warm. He yeah. probably had better fine. air than... You know, 100%. we've been in a dude's cabin before. Like yeah. he probably slept better. For sure. And yeah, and there's like and there's Way fewer toxins. Yeah, and there's there's only grizzly bears up in the Olympics, and there's mostly black bears, yeah. and they're mostly harmless. Yeah. So yeah. he was fine. Yeah. He was good. Fine. It was all good. Was That's great. That's wonderful. That's my in the lane story. So, the lane story. so uh, mine also involves sneaking out at night. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern. So my first year of being a camp counselor, mm. um, my best friend and I. She came to me. So so the theme of camp was, um, oh, I can't remember what the theme was, but ultimately it was like, there are all these myths that you believe. Oh, it was pointless. That was the theme. There are all these myths that you buy into in the world. Buy into God's truth. Like, God's truth is greater than all of these myths. And the camp mascot was a wooden unicorn. <laughs> it, was, it was cut out of plywood. And after every sermon, one of the pastors would grab a saw and cut off part of the unicorn's horn. And then we found out that at the end of the week, they were going to burn the unicorn at the campfire. <laughs> and wow. so... Does it explode into, like, like rainbows? No, it, would just, it just burned. Um, and so, <laughs> so, spoiler alert. Uh, so, uh, my best friend comes to me, and she's like, the girls in my cabin think it's terrible. And this was at the height of, um, like, Charlie the Unicorn YouTube videos. So, so, the, so the unicorn... You took my kidney. <laughs> I, I had never seen the videos, but I just knew... So we named the, the, yes. the unicorn Charlie, and then she was like, my girls think it's terrible that Charlie is going to um, be burned at the end of the week, and they think that we should rescue him. I was like, I'm in. And so, so everyone goes to bed. Her and I, we sneak out, we get the unicorn, and we decide that we're going to keep it in. The cabins had their own bathrooms. And so we were, so uh, she was in one cabin, I was in another cabin. We're going to keep the unicorn in the bathroom in her cabin because then anytime one of the pastors would come around to like do cabin checks or whatever, they would stick a girl in the bathroom because then they, you know, they wouldn't go in, all these things. It was like, Mm -hmm. it was the perfect plan. Here's where, here's where we messed up. She had her girls write a ransom note in purple marker <laughs> and middle school girl handwriting, which is like big and flowery Dead and loopy. Dead giveaway. <laughs> so the so we leave the ransom note. We come back the next morning. We wake up to the youth pastors being like, "We know it was. We know it was one of your cabins. So uh, give us back the unicorn, and or your girls do grass drills, like military oh. grass drills. And we didn't want them to do that. And so Free so we Charlie. gave the unicorn back." The girls were outraged. They were like, we would have done the grass drills for Charlie. <laughs> for Charlie. For Charlie. I found out 
two years ago, this was 2010 when this all happened. I found out two years ago my sister was in my best friend's cabin and it was her idea to steal the unicorn. That's incredible. (laughs) And that is also why uh, there is a no pranks rule uh, that has been cemented since 2010 when when because it, it created quite a little bit of a kerfuffle a so. little bit of a yeah so yeah, where's yeah. charlie oh Did charlie charlie burned at the end oh. of the week Aww. no 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 there's Man. like a there's a i think if you go through um the rbcc students facebook if you go deep in the archives in there. uh there is like the video of I, and i think they like put like rock music like angry rock music behind oh it my gosh. it's like charlie is like, going up and forth so we need to like go on there and start commenting like hashtag free charlie like <laughs> like revive this uh, charlie is long gone charlie is long gone somebody needs to like whittle a new charlie out of wood because yeah. poor erica oh nightmares nightmares jeff uh, yeah i mean there there are so many um Again, like like you were saying, Trevor, I mean, there's so many stories and I, I'm trying to, like, just whittle down or, like, grab, you know, one. I mean, I could talk about, you know, the, so my first summer camp experience, um, this is back when uh, pranking was not only allowed but encouraged. Ah, and, like, yes. the upperclassmen guys, like, drenched our lowerclassmen guys' cabin, like, oh. completely, like, one night. It's like everything was soaking wet. What? And then we, like, wanted to retaliate, but our youth pastor – um, sorry, Tim, I put you on blast. Uh, wouldn't allow us to because the upperclassmen had, you know, guitars and stuff in their cabin. And so, oh. um, so you know, I could talk about the year of plotting and planning revenge that we were going to take that we never enacted. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's fun things like that. There's, um, you know, just the things that are around, like, the greatest game ever created probably. Uh, I don't know what y- y'all call it, but Kajabi Can Can, oh, where yeah. you have the trash can in the middle and everyone's holding a rope, yeah. a small yeah. rope yeah. in each their ha- yeah. each hand, and yeah. you kind of do this like ring around the Rosie of Death, uh-huh. um, you know, and just like the uh-huh. blood sport esque tournament. We would cut inner tube, so it'd be like rubber band, so it'd be like rubber. <laughs> oh my so, god! And we called it human rubber band, oh. yeah, because yeah. it's more flex and you could slingshot people. Oh yes. <laughs> So, we use uh, hose pieces. So. <laughs> Ouch! So I will tell one story from the youth pastor side, though. Um, Here it goes. Yeah, so Holly, if you're listening. Um, Shout out to Holly. Yes. Uh, so camp director at Forest Home Ohio Valley for a number of years. And so we had we brought our students uh, there. And so there was, there was a game that we played once that was outlawed. Um, after playing it, it, it was a, it was a game, it's kind of like tag, but, um, the people who are, who are chasing people had a tube sock and like with a little bit of flour at yes. the bottom of it uh-huh. and you swung it yeah. around. Uh-huh. And so one year, like they made the mistake of allowing like the leaders to be the hunters of uh. the students. And so <laughs> this game got outlawed. So dramatic. Um, in subsequent years, but then there was like a final year that we were all gonna like be doing programming together, uh, and yeah, Holly was moving on, and and I think it was like one of our final year, that was gonna be our last year there maybe too, and so she let us play the game again, like one final God time, revive the game, uh, and so. You know, we it, it was just like frenzy, right? The <laughs> leaders are so so stoked, and so we're running around this this camp area, 
And so, you know, I'm just like, you know, chasing, chasing students down and like, you know, like whipping it as hard yeah. as I can. You can't see me like, you know, like yeah. doing the David, David and Goliath, like kind of sling thing. And just launching it and like, boom, like knocking a kid flat on his back, um, you know, just trying to run away. But I felt so bad because there was like, and this wasn't, this wasn't even a student in our group. Oh, but no. Like, so like, and again, it's just like, it's mob mentality. You're frenzied. You're not thinking. You have to like understand yeah. this. I promise you we're all safe, loving, caring people. Uh, please still come to our interview after I share the story. Um, so I'm chasing a student, right? So this is middle school girl from another church. And I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, tag her. So she has to go back and restart. And so somehow like she tries to duck to miss my swing and the sock proceeds to wrap itself around her neck (gasps) like one two revolutions boom and like and then she's just like great falls to the ground and i'm like oh no like did i just like again knock a middle school student unconscious with a sock filled with flour and like what's gonna happen here no fortunately she like gets that breath back and it's like when you have a baby right and they're like Like. that cry and it's like (laughs) the silent like the silent cry face but there's no voice coming out (laughs) like this is like what's happening and i'm like yeah because you just bruised her vocal cords right (laughs) so Yeah, I don't even know, like, what I said. I'd probably... Like, <laughs> Please don't sue me. Right, like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, no, right? Yeah. And so then, fortunately, she, like, was able to breathe at some point and then ran away, I'm sure, in terror. Um, and so, but that still is one of my favorite, yeah, memories just because of the, like, all of the pent-up, like, you know... Uh, you know, angst from the leaders were able to be vented in this one glorious <laughs> ride so of funny. whatever this. So we used to go the opposite way. Was. I was a camp director for this is elementary school camp though, but we had something called the counselor hunt. I love counselor hunts so much. <laughs> and so, like, there'd be a mob of like 150 fourth through sixth graders yes. hunting the counselors and needing to drag them and throw them into the lake. Oh. Yeah, wow. it was pretty incredible. Yeah, that sounds terrifying on so many levels. I, yeah. <laughs> I did that once. So the kids got to get their energy out, and we would yeah. just run for our lives. Yeah, yeah, I did that once, and I was hiding with a friend, and we didn't realize we were standing in poison ivy. Uh, I got out of there, and I was unharmed, but she was in shorts, and she sat in it. Oh, <laughs> so it was like, no. rest of the week for her. Oh, no. Uh, which, pro tip, if you ever find yourself in a just mess of poison ivy, just grab the nearest container of Dawn dish detergent and yeah. just go to town. What? Yeah. Oh, my god. It's gosh. not necessarily going to solve everything, but, the, but quicker, the quicker you get that oil off okay. of yourself, the better off you'll be. Yeah, people say look for the bracken ferns, but then it's just like... Then I'm in the nature, just like itching, <laughs> looking for ferns that yeah, I can't I'm, find. I'm, yeah. I'm actually back in the place where I was harmed, so no thank you. Right. Yeah, and, I, give me the chemicals. And I love, like, you know, nature people that, like, oh, that's poison ivy. And I'm like, this looks like every leaf on every plant ever. So, like, basically, yeah. it's like, you know, just like, don't touch anything green. And Go. that's why I'm an indoor dog. You know, that's why I'm all about the indoors. Uh, so, I'm, I'm like, I'm seeing a pattern here where I'm actually enjoying Jeff's, like, like, the Boy Scout manual of Jeff is like, don't play the yes. flower tube saw game and choke yeah. people. Don't like use Dawn dish soap if yeah. you get into <laughs> all those things. All those things. So good. No, well, thank you guys so much for coming on here and sharing your incredible camp stories and things like that. And even the more like fun ones as well. Um, and yeah, 
Uh, like Jeff said, yeah, if you've got somebody that you think that uh, a student out there, whether you're a student yourself, a parent, or just, I don't know, somebody in your neighborhood and you're seeing and you, you really feel like that this is an opportunity for them that they cannot be missed, um, definitely head out. You can go out to our website. It should be out at rainierview.org slash events where mm-hmm. you can sign up uh, yes. for camp as well. So definitely do that. And also, like we've said before, if you're feeling, you know, just that generous extra gift is on your heart and you want to be able to help support our students to be able to make it to camp, uh, camp scholarships are something that you can give to. And you can do that out at rainierview.org slash give. And so with that, we are going to bid you adieu for Jeff, Erica, Trevor, and myself, Crystal. Thank you so much for tuning into the RVCC podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to share this. Like I said, if there's a student out there, share this podcast. Maybe it'll make them think that we're, you know, somewhat cool to come hang out with. So check that out. And also we'd love to, you to love for you to also uh, review our podcast as well. Give us five stars, four stars. I'll take three stars. No, whatever it five takes. stars five or stars no are rating. nothing. <laughs> five stars are nothing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Come on. Okay. We all know how the internet works. Right? Yeah. Five stars and get out of here. <laughs> five stars and get out of here. And on that note, we will bid you farewell. Thank you so much for listening to the RBCC podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining the Rainier View Christian Church Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to be notified for all future episodes. Be sure to connect with us on socials at Rainier View CC and find out more about us at rainierview.org.